Good morning, Elevation Worship Center. We are so thankful to have you with us here today. We miss you, we love you, and we pray that you're staying safe. Um, but welcome to our service this morning, and uh, pray that the worship music has blessed you, and pray that the Spirit of the Lord has touched your heart right where you are. And, uh, and I pray that the Word of God speaks to you today and ministers to your heart. I want to be speaking this morning from a passage that's found in Mark chapter 4 and verse number 35. So if you want to grab your Bible app or your phone or your tablet or whatever and read along with me your Bible, we're going to be reading from Mark chapter 4 verse number 35 beginning with that 35th verse. And while you're turning there, uh, let me just say that for the next few weeks, we are obviously in a very fluid situation. Um, we are not able to gather, but I am thankful for those that are here this morning to help us facilitate bringing this broadcast to you. So Mark chapter 4, beginning with the 35th verse, the Bible says, and the same day, when evening was come, he, Jesus, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him, even as he was, in the ship. And the scripture says, And there were also with him other smaller ships. And there arose a great storm. And the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then Jesus turns to them in that 40th verse. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. I want to ask you to bow your head right where you are and let us pray before we minister his word. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that you are still upon the throne. We are thankful this morning, God, that you are in control of every part of our lives. That you said in your word that our times and our seasons are in the palm of your hand. We're grateful this morning, Lord, that we sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we may not be able to gather in a building as we normally do, but Father, you said where we gather, where two or three gather in your name, and we're gathered by way of this video this morning. And when you said when we gather in your name that your spirit is there and your presence will be among us. 
I'm asking this morning, God, that your presence will be among us and that you will touch hearts and lives and that you will minister through the word that you have laid upon my heart. Let Christ Jesus be glorified. Let the people of God and those who watch be edified. Speak to our lives, I pray this morning. And we ask these things in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus. And if you are in agreement with that prayer, even right where you are, just say amen. So I want to title my message this morning, Why Are You So Fearful? I begin this morning by just simply saying that we live in a world today that is filled with fear. I believe that we could find a level of agreement that these are indeed fearful times. Jesus tells us in the book of Luke chapter 21 and verse number 26, Jesus said these words, that the time would come when men's hearts would fail them for the fear of the things that they saw coming upon the face of the earth. Webster defines the word fear as a sense of impending doom or a sense of certain disaster. Fear can manifest itself in our lives in many different ways. Fear has the ability to create or, a, or, or create a sense of anxiety in our heart, a sense of apprehension. Fear has the power to create a sense of nervousness, a sense of worry. And we can look around us this morning and on every side, we need not look very far. But we realize that the words of Jesus have certainly come to pass in the hour that we live in here today. Fear, anxiety, uncertainty have become an absolute reality in our lives. Humanity the world over is fearful of the coronavirus that has caused a worldwide pandemic. Trillions of dollars are being spent. Trillions of dollars are being spent in an effort to slow the spread and to slow the effects of the virus. In the last two weeks right here in our own country, and it is so fluid that the numbers may have changed since the last time that I looked at them, but in the last two weeks, they tell us that over 6 million people have filed for unemployment. The numbers are quickly changing every day. Thousands of people have lost loved ones and thousands have lost their lives. There are those in this world who are tossing and turning upon their bed at night and with the loss of sleep, with the fear of how they are going to make ends meet. And fear has gripped their heart with concerns about their future financial security. The stock market is up one day and plummets the next day. Right here in our own community, here just a few days ago, we experienced another fearful thing that happened, the earthquake. I told my wife as I was teasing her about watching the news 
I said, all we heard for weeks on end was coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And then we have that little earthquake that rumbles through the valley. And everybody went from coronavirus to earthquake. (laughs) Amen. The truth is that we are experiencing what feels like an unprecedented moment. The truth is that we are facing circumstances and situations that simply overwhelm and seem like they are completely impossible to overcome. But I believe that the Holy Spirit this morning has placed a word upon my heart that he would like for me to share with you because I want to caution you this morning about allowing fear to take control of your life. Yes, we are facing unprecedented times. Yes, we are facing daunting conditions and difficult circumstances. Yes, we understand that fear is a very real and a very powerful emotion. But let me tell you this morning, the truth is that if we do not learn to control our fears, then our fears will control us. Now, I want that to sink in to your spirit. If we do not learn how to control our fears, then our fear will control us. We must realize and understand this morning that God is still on the throne and God is still in control. And my dear friends, if we do not arrest and comprehend or apprehend our fears, if we do not, amen, grab a hold of our fears, our fears will grab a hold of us and they will paralyze and immobilize our every decision and render us in effective how many of you know why the lion roars they say and this is amazing to me but they say that a lion's roar can be heard about five miles away that's pretty intimidating and the reason the lion roars is to cause his prey to seize in his tracks with fear If we're not careful, we will allow fear to dominate our lives in that same measure. The scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 25. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 29 and 25 that the fear of man will bring a snare. But whosoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Get that. The fear of man will bring a snare, a trap into our lives. But whoever puts their trust in the Lord shall be safe. If we read Job chapter 3 and verse number 25, we will find out that if we allow it, fear, just like faith, will have the power to influence and control our destiny. Stop and think about that for a moment. If we allow it, fear, just like faith, will have the power to control our destiny. 
Pastor Gary, where do you find that in the scripture? Job chapter 3, verse number 25. Job said that the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of has come unto me. Now, Job is telling us, amen, understand that he's saying that the thing that I feared has actually come upon me. The thing that I was afraid of has actually found its way into my life. So what I want us to understand this morning is that both fear and faith have the power to affect our future. Fear and faith have the power to affect our future. Fear is the extreme opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith, but they will both determine our outcome. They are opposite, but they will both determine our outcome. How does it work? It works like this. Fear says you're going down. You're going under. Faith says, by the word of God and by the grace of God, I'm going over to the other side. Fear says you're sick. Faith declares, I am the healed of the Lord. Fear says you're not going to make it, but faith shouts from the rooftop, I can do all things through Christ uh, who strengthens me. Amen. Faith shouts in the face of adversity and in the face of the enemy. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Faith declares, uh, amen, Isaiah 54 and 17, uh, that no weapon that's formed against me will be able to prosper. Fear and faith are absolute opposites, and they come from opposite authors. Satan is the author of fear, and faith comes to us through God's word, from the promises of God. They have different authors. If you are fearful this morning in your spirit, I promise you the author of that fear is not God. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17 says these words. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes to us by hearing God's word. Faith comes to us by hearing the good things that God has done for us. Faith comes to us by hearing the promises that God has provided for us in his word. And I submit to you this morning that fear comes in the same manner. We, we hear bad news and it strikes a chord of fear into our heart. Fear comes by hearing the negative over and over and over and over and over again. Fear comes by hearing the whispers of the enemy in our ear that says you're not going to make it and there's no way out. I got news for you. God is our way out. Fear and faith come to us in the same manner. But they have different authors. Satan is the author of fear. Satan is the author of fear. And the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
But he's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. God is the author of power, love, and a sound mind. The enemy is the author of fear. That scripture tells us plainly that God has not. You should just say has not right where you are sitting on your couch this morning. Amen. You just need to say God has not given me. A spirit of fear. But God has given me a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Mm. Jesus, the Bible said, is the author and the finisher of our faith. When the apostle Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, listen to his prayer in Ephesus or Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. He said, I pray to God. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. He's saying that my prayer for you is that you would be strengthened in your inner man by the spirit of the living God who has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, he closes the book to the church in Ephesus and he tells them, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can overcome, not in our strength, not in our might, not in our power, but by the spirit of the living God that dwells within us. The Bible said that we are to live by faith. Amen. You can read that in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, it is written that the just, those who are justified, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, the just shall live not by fear, but by faith. So this morning, I want to share with you that even during these troubling times, Amen. We need to reject fear that exists all around us. And we need to latch on to our faith, which will cause us to be resilient and unwavering in our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that our text this morning will show us how that we can do that. If you are still holding your tablet or your phone or your Bible is open, look again at Mark chapter 4 and let's look at that story a little closer. The text that we read, Mark says, In the same day when evening was come, they took him, Jesus, and he said to them, Let us pass over to the other side. Now I want that to resonate in your spirit because they just received a word from the Lord that said they were going to pass over to the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. And the Bible says that they pulled up the anchor and they let the, the ships anchor in and they started to sail across the sea. And it was the Sea of Galilee. Suddenly, somewhere along the way, Jesus goes back. He finds himself a place to lay his head. He's tired. He's exhausted from ministry. 
He lays himself down and he puts his head up on a pillow. And suddenly there arises a great storm. And, and just so you understand that the disciples, they are seasoned sailors. They are fishermen. Many of them had made their living on that same lake, the, the Sea of Galilee. It's actually a fresh water, body of water. They had made their living on the Sea of Galilee. They were accustomed to that lake. They were accustomed to their, their boat. They were accustomed to, amen, make sure they knew how to maneuver and navigate those waters. But suddenly there comes up a storm that the disciples are unable to control the situation. The boat is taking on water. And Jesus is in the hinder part of a ship asleep on a pillow and they are fearful the, bo the, the boat is taking on water and they are, they are fearing for their lives they have done everything in their power to control the situation they, they, are, they are skilled fishermen they are skilled boatsmen Amen. and yet they are unable to bring this thing under control and they are now stricken with fear as the boat begins to take on water. And they said to him, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? And Jesus, the Bible says in verse 39, arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. There are some translations that, that's tr that translate that peace, be still, as, as he said, quiet. Be calm. Another translation that I read basically said, shut up. Be still. He's speaking to the wind and the waves and suddenly, as he says, peace, be still, there is a great calm. What I pray for you this morning is that if you are fearful and there is anxiety in your heart and there is anxiety in your spirit and there is an unrest and an uneasiness about all of the things that you are seeing, amen, happening in our land today and maybe right even in your own home, amen, just be still and know that God is still upon the throne. He still has power to command the winds and the waves and he knows where you are and he knows where what you have need of and he controls your destiny in the palm of your hand peace be still and then Jesus turns to the disciples and he says to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith. And you might be thinking they had good reason to be afraid. They had good reason to be afraid. They saw the storm. They heard the howling winds. They felt the spray of the water as it beat against the side of the ship. They saw the boat taking on water. They had good reason to be fearful. They were looking at their impending doom. They couldn't control it. How many of you know that often fear rises in our hearts when things are out of our control? Mm hmm I mean, we like to control things. And when things are out of our control, that's when we need to understand that he is still in control. 
So they had good reason. And Jesus says to them, why are you so fearful? And I submit to you that it's not just what they saw and what, what they were experienced that caused them to have a lack of faith, but it is what they had forgotten. It's what they had forgotten. And there are three things that I want to share with you this morning that I believe that they had forgotten that allowed their fear to get carried away. When Jesus says to them, amen, why are you so fearful? He asked that question not because of what they had seen and what they were experiencing, but he asked basically because he's asking them about why they are fearful because they had forgotten some stuff. Well, let me share with you three things that they had forgotten. Number one, they had forgotten his promise. Do you think that God Almighty, God the Father, was going to allow his son to perish in a body of water when he knew that he came to die on Calvary? When Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. Amen. When Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. Beloved, they had forgotten that they had a promise from the Lord that they were going over to the other side. Jesus had no intention of going down in the middle of the lake. But because of their circumstances, they forgot his word. Because of the wind and the waves, they had forgotten his promise. Because of their circumstances, they began to doubt his word. And my dear friends, that's exactly what happens to us. Amen. And exactly what the enemy wants to do with you and I. He would love for us to start looking at the problems and looking at the trouble. And if he can get our eyes on the trouble and our eyes uh, upon the situations uh, and our eyes upon the problems. Uh, he knows he will take our mind off of the promise. If we start looking at the bills instead of the provider, we will forget his promise. In Philippians 4 and 19 where the Bible says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Stand on that. God has promised that he will, he will take care and supply your needs according to his riches and glory. If we start looking at sickness, uh, amen, instead of the healer, we will forget his promise. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 24, where the word of God says that by his uh, stripes we are healed. Uh, if we start watching the storm instead of the one that has the power to calm the storm, uh, we will begin to forget his promises. Uh, but I want you to understand this morning that our deliverance is in the promise. Our deliverance is in the promises of God. If God has said it, then we can count on it. If God has declared it, then we can hold fast to the promises of God. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who promised. 
Second Corinthians chapter one and verse number two declares that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen simply means so be it. So all of the promises of God are yes and so be it to them that believe. Believe this morning. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19 says these words, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent or take it back. He's saying, he meant, he's saying, if God said it, he's not going to take it back. He says, hath he said, and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? The first step this morning to walking in faith and resisting fear is to remember the promises of God. They had forgotten the promise of the Lord that they were going over to the other side. I encourage you this morning, hold fast to the promises of God. Number two, they forgot not only his promise, but they forgot his presence. They, they, they not only forgot his promise, but they forgot his presence. They forgot he was right there in the boat with them. He hadn't forsaken them. He hadn't left them to themselves. He was right there. He was there with them. They were not alone in their situation. They were not alone in their circumstances. Yes, the situation was desperate. Yes, uh, the need was immediate. Yes, it looked uh, impossible. Yes, they were right in the middle of the greatest storm of their life. Uh, but the good news was that he was right there with them. I tell you this morning that you are not alone and that God is right here with you in your circumstances here today. You may be in the storm of your life, but you are not alone. There's no need to be fearful because Christ, if he is in your heart and if he is the captain of your salvation, then he is in your vessel. He is in your ship. And you are not alone. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, the Bible says, uh, amen, that he promises us, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 20, the Bible said, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 24 says a man, amen, a man that hath friends must first show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That's Jesus. There is one who will stand with you and is with you that is closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. Psalms 34 and verse number seven said the angel of the Lord the angels of God encamp around about them that reverence the Lord. The angels of the Lord encamp around about them that reverence the Lord. And he delivers them, the Bible says. Beloved, we need to remember that when we are being tossed about with the storms of this life, that we are not alone. We may be hurting. We may be fearful of the future. You may be sailing through uncertainty, but God has promised you 
that he will not leave you, he will not forsake you, and he will never leave you to yourself. You will go through, you will go through whatever comes through this life with his divine presence with you. And the good news here is the Bible says in Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 11 that it says, Thou will show me the path of life, and in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So number one, they forgot his promise. Let us pass over to the other side. They forgot that they forgot his presence. They forgot that he was right there. If you're fearful this morning, I encourage you, don't forget the promises of God. Don't forget that the presence of God is with you today. He's there to help. He's there to encourage. Number three, they forgot his power. They forgot his promise. They forgot his presence. And they forgot his power. I find that a little bit amazing. I find that a little bit amazing. Didn't they remember watching him open the eyes of the blind, unstopping the deaf ears, raising the dead? Had they forgotten that he cleansed the lepers? Had they forgotten that he took a few fish and five loaves and fed a multitude? Had they forgotten how he turned water into wine? Had they, how could it have slipped their mind that one night when they were in another storm similar to this, he came walking to them on the water? They forgot his power. Amen. I want you to know something this morning. You may be helpless in your situation, but God, through his mighty power, is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. According to the power that works in us, the power that needs to be working in us is not the power of fear, but the power of of God's word, the power of faith. Amen. They, have been, they, they may have been powerless in the face of their circumstances, but they had one that was with them that had all power in heaven and in earth. And when Jesus stood and rebuked the wind and said, peace, be still, they looked at one another in awe and they said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. That's your savior this morning. That's your savior. He has the power to speak peace to your storm. Why were they so fearful? There's nothing happening in your life this morning. There's nothing happening in this world around about us that should cause us to succumb to fear. And living in anxiety and living in stress and worry and uncertainty. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but here's what I can tell you. I do know who holds tomorrow. And I am his and he is mine. You are his and he is yours. Don't forget his promise. Don't forget his presence. And don't forget that he has power to move the wind and the waves and speak peace 
into your life. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8 that he is Jesus Christ and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isaiah 41 and 10 said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 43 and 2 said, when you pass through the waters, uh, he said, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, he said, you will not be burnt. Neither will a flame kindle upon you because I am the Lord your God. I hope somebody is shouting in their living room with me a little bit this morning. <laughs> Amen. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. Some of you right here right now are going through some storms in your life and the winds of adversity are blowing and you feel the unease and the unrest of the times that we are living in. The waves of circumstances are crashing against your life or against your vessel. But I encourage you this morning, don't forget his promise. Don't forget his promises. We sang an old song when I was a kid growing up. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. His promises are yes and amen. You may feel a sense of impending doom, but don't forget his presence, he's with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is a whisper away. Call upon his name and just hear him say, here am I. I will strengthen you. I will help you. You may feel that you are about to go under, but don't forget his awesome power. You may not have the ability to change or control your situation, but understand that God can do all things. The scripture said that all things are possible if we only have faith in him. With God, all things are possible. I want to conclude this morning by asking you the question, why are you so fearful when Jesus asked that question of the disciples, amen, it looked like it was almost an insane kind of question. Lord, don't you see the wind? Don't you see the waves? I mean, but, that, but that's not why Jesus asked the question. What, what, it, what caused him to ask the question was what they had forgot. They had forgotten his promise. They had forgotten his presence. And they had forgotten his mighty power. His promise is with us. His presence is with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. His presence is with, and his power is working in and through us by the power of his Holy Spirit. I just want to point out two things, and then I will bring this to a close this morning. Two things that I want you to consider. Verse 37 and verse 39. Two things arose there that day. Two things arose that day. The Bible says in verse 37, And there arose a great storm, 
And then in verse 39, it says, And he arose, and there was a great calm. Man. There arose a great storm. He arose, and there was a great calm. I say to you this morning, let God arise, and let there be a calm in your spirit. Psalms chapter 68 verse 1 said, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Fear is his enemy. God has not given you a spirit of fear. But he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So there has arose a great storm in your life. Time for step number two. Let God arise. And let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise in your heart and speak peace. Be still to your storm and let there be a great calm in your spirit. It shall be well with you. You are his child. He is your father. Bow your heads right where you are this morning and let me pray with you. As we bring this broadcast to a close, I just want to share a prayer with you. As we pray, release that fear, release that anxiety, release all of that uncertainty. He holds you in the palm of his hand. Heavenly Father, in the great and mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, the Christ of Calvary, the Savior of this world, we come to you this morning. And Lord, surely you hear the cry of your children who are traveling through uncertain water, waves of uncertainty and fearfulness bashing against the vessels of our heart, coming against us, and we may even be feeling like we're taking on water and going under. We may even feel this morning like the disciples, Lord, don't you care that we perish? I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would allow them to remember your promises. Remember that your presence is with them and let them remember that you have power to not only change circumstances, but see them through these trying times. You, you didn't just deliver the children of Israel out of the fiery furnace. You were with them in the fiery furnace. You didn't just deliver Daniel out of the lion's den, but you were with him in the midst of the lion's den. Lord, this, this virus thing may have a few more weeks, a few more months. I don't know. It may, it may have some time before it plays out. But help us to understand that you are with us. And that you will be with us through our times of trial and our times of testing. And then when it is all said and done, we will come out on the other side. Rejoicing and blessed of God with our faith strengthened. I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would touch every single individual under the sound of my voice this morning. 
Strengthen them where they are. Touch them. Bless them. And minister to them. And Lord, bring us back quickly. Bring us back, all not just Elevation Worship Center, but all of the churches and all of the communities and all of the states and all of the nation. Let your people be able to once again gather in your name. We will say it is, it's, it, it, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us recognize that while we are apart, let us recognize how much we actually miss one another and how much we actually need one another. Let your name be glorified in all of it, I pray. Bless your people, strengthen them, give them a peaceful heart and a joy in their heart, a joy in their spirit that the enemy didn't give and the enemy can't take away. I ask all of these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Meet the needs of every household that's watching. Financial needs, spiritual needs, emotional needs. Every single need, spiritual, financial, emotional, physical, whatever it may be. Let your grace be sufficient. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you this morning. Join us again next week right here. Unless something changes. Right here. And we love you. And we appreciate you. And stay safe. Call on us if you need us. God bless you.